Hey mama, are you wanting to feel confident, strong, and your absolute sexiest in your postpartum body? Or maybe you are wanting to crush it during labor and have the birth experience of your dreams. If that's you, then you are in the right place. This is the Fit Mama podcast, and I am your fitness bestie and host, Sarah. I'm a certified prenatal and postnatal fitness specialist, certified Pilates teacher, and certified yoga instructor. I'm also, and more importantly, a certified hot mess mama with a two-year-old toddler boy who always keeps me on my toes and newborn twin girls. In this podcast, I spill all of my best tips and tricks as a personal trainer and as a mother so you can be your most confident and healthiest self. So settle in, grab a cup of coffee, and let's get started. What is up, my mama friends? I am coming at you during the naptime hustle. I cannot believe it. I did it. I was able to lay them down drowsy, but not asleep. We will see how long this lasts, my friends. I hope it lasts long enough for me to be able to record this podcast because this is a subject that I know that a lot of you are interested in. I actually did a poll over on my Instagram stories this last week, and uh, overwhelmingly, you guys wanted to hear about this topic because it's one that I personally have struggled with on and off over the last week or two. And I, from talking with you guys in the DMs and seeing that poll, know that you are also struggling with. So let's dive into the nitty gritty, ugly talk of postpartum body image. First off, let me just say that if you are struggling with your postpartum body image, just know that you are not alone. Like, okay, anecdotal evidence, I, even as a postpartum, well, prenatal, postnatal fitness specialist, like I do this for a living, I've been struggling. But also, there was a study conducted with 506 women, and they surveyed these women at zero to one month's postpartum, and then they surveyed them again at nine months postpartum, and they wanted to measure their overall satisfaction with their body image. And what they found was that women were less satisfied at nine months postpartum than they were at zero to one months postpartum, even though on average during that time they lost about 10 and a half pounds, they were less satisfied. They did note in this study that these women had some things in common that contributed to their worsening uh, body image. Some of the factors that these women shared that really contributed to their poor body image included overeating or not eating healthy, um, having a higher weight than they expected, worsening mental health, uh, bottle feeding rather than breastfeeding, being single rather than married, having fewer children, or not having a strong family support system. And so I want you to know whether you relate to one or multiple of those factors, or even if you don't relate to any of those factors, know that you're not alone. This is a really common struggle. And today I am not here as a mental health professional. I'm just here to give you my personal tips, my anecdotal tips of things that help me when I'm having really crappy body image days. So first off, when I wake up in the morning and I look in the mirror and I'm like, whoa, I look like absolute crap today. <laughs> I try to ask myself a couple of questions first. Like, is that really true or are you just sleep deprived? Because sleep deprivation plays a huge toll on my mental health. I'm assuming it also plays a big toll on your mental health. And if we are sleep deprived, we 
don't usually see reality exactly the way that it is, right? Like sleep deprivation is a form of torture, okay? So imagine going through torture and then looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, I can't believe I look this rough. Okay, well, you just went through something pretty hard, sis, so, you know, give yourself some grace. So I try to ask myself first, am I really, really dissatisfied or is this actually just sleep deprivation talking? In terms of like other practical tips that I have to remind myself of or, you know, science-based evidence that I have to remind myself of, a big one has to do with my body dysmorphia because I can look at myself in the mirror and feel like, oh my gosh, I look like five or 10 pounds heavier today than the day before. I don't weigh myself, so I have no way of like validating or negating that. But what I do know is that that is almost physically impossible to put on that much weight in a 24 hour period. It's hard to put on that much weight in a week. Okay. And so I am most likely not seeing myself accurately. I most likely am struggling with some body dysmorphia. And I want to touch on that a little bit more in just a second. And so I have to remind myself of that practicality aspect or the biology of the human body that that is, there is no way that that happened. And if I was pretty content with the way that I looked yesterday, there's probably not been that big of a change between yesterday and today in my physical body. The change is most likely mental. Now you might notice that there is some valid bloating going on, but again, bloating is just bloating. It's temporary, right? We might have some water retention from a lot of different reasons. We can have water retention due to eating a really salty meal the night before or getting in a really hard workout the day before. So as our muscles are repairing, we retain more water. It could be from eating something that maybe your digestive system didn't love. Like there's a lot of factors that go into bloating. So I just want you to know, like, even if you say, no, this is real. I really, really have a bigger tummy today than yesterday. Okay. You, maybe you really, really do, but it's most likely water and that can go away. So remind yourself of these practical things. Like look at yourself almost as this outside observer and talk yourself down. Like you were talking to a friend from a cold scientific standpoint, you know, you're most likely sleep, sleep deprived. Your body could not have changed that much in the last 24 hours or last 48 hours, whatever. And this, if it is, you know, bigger today, if there's a lot of bloating going on, it will pass. This is not a permanent thing for you. So that's how I try to get first, like my mental space in check, but I do have to get dressed, right? At some point I can't just wallow in my bad body image. I need to actually get up and get ready for the day. And so this is something that I recommend you do, whether you are a stay at home mom or whether you are working out of the house, you need to get up and get ready. Do something to kind of give yourself a little pick me up. Okay, that might be putting on an outfit that you really like on yourself. It could be putting on just a little bit of makeup, you know, like a dab of lipstick can go a long way. Do what you need to to help yourself feel a little bit prettier. And that's okay to say that you want to feel prettier. Okay, there's no shame in like working towards getting comfy with the way that your body looks that day. It just is going to take a little bit of effort. So instead of trying to suck in your belly and like squeeze into these jeans that used to fit and then feeling defeated because they're not fitting today or whatever, I want you to put on some clothes that fit, put on clothes that fit you without feeling like you have to squeeze and it hurts and it's uncomfortable when you sit down. We don't want those reminders as we're going throughout our day that our body is different right now than we'd like it to be. You want clothes that are comfortable, that fit, and that make you feel cute. You want to do your hair a little bit. 
You want to put on just a dab of makeup, even if it's just like some moisturizer, a little bit of SPF, get some mascara and lipstick on, just a little bit of something, something, and then go about your day. Now I'll be totally real. This last week, even doing all of those things just wasn't enough for me to feel happy about the way that I looked. I knew mentally that it was just my body dysmorphia. I knew that physically I was in clothes that should in theory make me feel good. Clothes that I loved on my body like two days beforehand. I knew all this. I really did. But I still was so down on myself. And I hope that if you're listening to this, you can appreciate this vulnerability and not like come up in my DMs and call me a hypocrite. Listen, I don't like feeling this way about myself either, but that's just reality. And I'm here to be real with you, okay? So what do I do then? What did I do on those days this last week? These are some tips from my old uh, disordered eating days when I was healing my uh, eating disorder. What did I do? I avoided mirrors like the plague. I really did. Once I got up and I got myself ready, um, did my makeup, I would not allow myself to body check throughout the day because that is so harmful. Not only for your mental health is this super, super harmful, but it's also impractical. And, and the reason why I say this is because we kind of body check from this headspace of, do I look any better, right? Like we're hoping to see something different in the mirror as the day goes on or we're hoping to just like evaluate how our body is progressing throughout the day. But here's the thing, whether you have had babies or not, your core becomes fatigued during the day, right? It's like a muscle, it's holding everything together, but it can become tired. And we're also eating and putting things into it. You're changing from a state of waking up and you fasted for the last, you know, eight or so hours. Um, and then you are slowly putting more food into your body, into your tummy, into your digestive tract. And so it would be ludicrous to think that our stomach is going to do anything other than expand, right? Like we're filling it. And so throughout the day, as you are body checking, all you're going to see is your belly after it's eaten and your belly after it started to digest food, these things that you need to do for life, things that you need to do to feel good. But instead of appreciating the fact that we have bodies that can intake nutrients and convert all of that into energy and make them biologically available to us, like instead of appreciating that miracle, uh, we criticize our stomachs for looking like they naturally would. Okay, so that's my first rule. I really try to avoid body checking, whether that's in mirrors or windows on cars or you know, the windows of stores, whatever, like the temptation is there. And we have been conditioned from the time we were very young to always look at ourselves in reflective surfaces. And so you really need to try and avoid that on the days where you're not feeling good. And when I say you, I mean me as well. Next up, I really try to get in a workout that feels good. And I cannot stress this enough, a workout that feels good. It might not even be the workout that I had originally programmed for myself at the start of the week. Just like I program workouts for my clients, I also program my own workouts. So I know what I'm going to do every single day of the week. But on the days when I wake up and I don't feel good about myself, I'm probably not going to benefit from doing a workout that feels really hard. Um, I'm not going to benefit maybe from going to the gym where there are lots of mirrors and people that I can compare myself to. 
None of those things sound fun and none of those things are going to leave me feeling that happy exercise high that you normally get from working out because my mental health is going to go straight down the drain. And so what I do instead is I usually opt for a long walk outside with like a podcast that I really enjoy, or I will do a Pilates workout inside my house. There's no mirrors here. I don't even really have to like spruce up or look cute. I mean, I can just put on like the dingiest gym clothes that I own. And I can do something that by the end of it, I'll feel like this satisfaction, this like good burn. I'll also get the benefit of the endorphins from the workout itself. And then I can appreciate more of what my body is able to do and not what it looks like. Whether you are currently in the habit of working out or not, I really want to stress that last point there of appreciating your body for what it can do, not what it looks like, because this will inherently push you to make some non-aesthetic goals for yourself. So on bad body image days, when I just cannot be bothered to do my regular workout, I will still set a goal for myself. So if I'm going to walk, I'm going to set a time goal or a distance goal. If I'm going to do Pilates, I'm going to set a rep goal, whatever it takes so that I am measuring my body for something besides what I look like in the mirror after it's over. Okay. And that's again, returning to that past point. I am not going to allow myself to go body check in the mirror after I get my workout done. I cannot tell you how many times I see this in the gym when women will finish like an ab circuit or they'll finish whatever workout they'll go and immediately check themselves out in the mirror. And I get it. You know, there's something called a pump. If you've never heard of that, it's like when you work out a muscle and it's been doing some heavy lifting for the last little bit you can see that muscle kind of grow. So if you are looking for glute growth, for example, you'll get like this little pump, right? From the muscle being activated, from the water flooding to that area, from blood flow in that area, where it's gonna look like you got bigger glutes. And so on a good body image day, like, okay, girl, go feel yourself. If you want, check out your booty in the mirror or whatever. But on the days when you're feeling bad about yourself, you and I both know that you will not have a flat tummy after doing an ab circuit right? Like that's just not how it works. Long-term results take so much more time, especially postpartum. And so we're not going to go check ourselves out in the bathroom mirror or in the gym mirror to see how we're looking after we finish our workout. And, you know, speaking of appreciating our bodies for what they can do and not what they look like, this is where I'm going to get a little bit mushy gushy on you. Okay. But I want you to talk to yourself as if you were a friend going through postpartum. What would you tell that friend? You would probably remind them like, hey, your body has done something amazing. Like you literally grew a human. You would probably tell your friend that they are glowing and that they're beautiful and that they're so much more than, you know, what they see on the outside. You might even tell them like, girl, what? You're crazy. You're beautiful. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Talk to yourself like you're talking to a friend. I had to remind myself of that this week because as I'm feeling down about about my body, um, I'm talking with some of you guys in the DMs and several of you have shared photos of yourselves postpartum with me and you know talked about how you're feeling down and disappointed and discouraged with where you're at, even as early as like one week postpartum. And I've told you all, are you crazy? Like you're beautiful. You're doing so great, mama. Like focus on what you can do, control the controllables, but don't beat yourself up over this. You will get there. And so if I'm telling that to you, I should be able to tell that to myself too, right? And, you know, I can reflect back on what my body has done in the past. I 
was able to grow my first son and then give birth and recover postpartum and have my healthiest body ever, like a year and a half, two years after having him. But it was a process. It did take some time. And I have to remind myself that like Rome wasn't built in a day. Your body did not snap back with your first, maybe a little bit sooner than your second pregnancy, but like, Lord, you've had two pregnancies and this time you had twins. Like these are things we have to remind ourselves, talk to yourself like you're talking to a friend. And I'm again, speaking this to myself as well. Like talk to yourself the way that you talk to these women in your DMs, remind yourself of what's actually true and what your body is capable of, because it is capable of so much more than we give it credit for. And it has done so much in the past and it is capable of doing so much more in the future. If you put in the work, the results will come. There used to be this old commercial. I don't even remember if it was for like Nike or Adidas. I think it was for like one of these shoe brands, but there was this quote in the end of the commercial that has stuck with me. And it said, you are the work. And the whole commercial talked about this. You are the work. And I love that quote because I am not where I am at right now. That is not a permanent state for me. The way that I look today is not even the way that I'm going to look in 12 hours from now. So that cannot define who I am. Who I am is this work that I'm putting into my life, whether that is physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. I am the work that is going into that. I am not what I currently see or even feel. Yeah. Like I'm a sum of all of these things that I've done, done in the past, all of these things that I'm currently doing and all of these things that I will do. And so if you do that work, there's absolutely no way that you won't reach your goal, that you won't be at a point in the future where you are really happy with the way that you look. If you're willing to do the work, if you're putting in the right work, which we've talked about a lot on this podcast, being consistent in doing the right things, then I have no other alternative destination than getting to a place where I once again love my body, where my body is able to do all of these crazy things that I love so much. So on those bad body image days, talk to yourself like a friend, and then maybe go cuddle your kids for a little bit, your kiddo or multiple kiddos, and just like look at them, like really look at them and remember that this life was grown inside of you. How crazy is that? And you have put in hours of blood, sweat, and tears, and lots of giggles in between to raise them to be these beautiful little babies or children that they are now. Like that is worth something, sister. It really is. Please remind yourself of that mama. And I'm going to remind myself of that too. Hopefully I didn't lose you with all of that mushy gushiness. Okay. I thought it was important to mention, but I do have some other really practical tips. So these are my rapid fire tips. So the first one is that I will tan and I'm not talking about going to lay out outside because I got kids to take care of and I can't have them out there while I like sunbathe for an hour. Uh, also, you know, skin cancer is a thing. So I have my little tan in a bottle and I'll rub that on and get a little tan going. Um, not just because I feel more confident with a tan, but the times of my life when I felt most confident, I was tanned. And if you've ever wondered why like bodybuilders have these crazy, almost like manic looking tans when they compete in these bodybuilding competitions, it's because when you're tan, you're able to see muscle definition more easily. So instead of seeing just like your tummy, 
with one you know flat layer on it you might actually see some ab definition if you give yourself a little tan so i pull out my tan in a bottle and i'll put it on now this has backfired on me once this postpartum uh season because I was doing it late at night after my babies had gone to bed and it was really hot and humid here and I was doing it in the dark because I didn't want to wake up the babies and so I put the tan on what I thought was all of my neck but I missed a huge spot and I mean huge like I have no idea how this happened if it just like came off because of the humidity we don't have air conditioning here where we live in Mexico and so you know, it could have come off while I was sleeping at night. But regardless, I ended up with like this big white spot around my neck um, and then tan on other parts of my neck. So it was a little strange looking, but the rest of my body looked pretty tanned. And I fully plan on doing this again, just maybe during the day with a fan on me so I can have it actually dry in time. But anyway, laugh at my misery. Um, I give myself a little tan that can help. Also getting one of those like really long showers, like the treat yourself shower where you are going to do head to toe, all of your routines, like the hair washing routine, the deep conditioning, exfoliating, shaving head to toe, like all of that stuff can really help me feel a little bit better. There's nothing more satisfying for me than getting like one of those showers and then getting into a bed with fresh sheets and like feeling that softness, like the sheets on my shaved legs is just mm, chef's kiss. Love it. You're learning way too much about me in this podcast, probably, but whatever. If you're still here, I assume uh, we have a pretty friendly relationship at this point, so you're not going to judge me. Um, I will occasionally paint my nails, although I don't love that. I know some moms really like to go get their nails done. That helps them feel better. I personally can't stand it when my nails chip. And so if I have the tiniest little chip, I will bite them off, basically. I cannot handle it. Um, but that might be something that helps you out. Getting a little change in your haircut or color can also help. I don't do that because I've got curly hair that has a mind of its own, and it hates when I try to do anything to it. Um, but again, this is something that I've heard from other moms that has really helped them out. And lastly, I will log off of social media and just try to get out of my house. So much of my job is on social media that it feels almost inevitable sometimes to compare myself to others. Um, I get a lot of hate about the way that I look, more so on TikTok. Like people there are ruthless. It's always someone who doesn't have a profile picture um, leaving just the most hateful comments ever. But regardless, I'll just like log off, get outside, touch some grass, like meet up with a friend maybe, um, plan vacations that I may or may not take. Those kinds of things really help to get me out of my head and get me out of those comment sections where things can be so cruel or I'll stop the scroll and I'm not comparing myself to other moms, other fitness coaches. Um, I'm just remembering that like I'm on my own journey and that's okay and that's valid. So those are my rapid fire tips. I have to cut this podcast now because I've been joined by one of the twins. She decided that she was done being drowsy and uh, by herself there in the crib. So I'm going to call it here, but I do want to keep this conversation going because what I do to help myself feel better might be very different than what you do. And I'm really curious. And so I'm actually going to put a little poll up or like a question box on my Instagram stories, uh, maybe the day after this comes out. So that would be Saturday. And I just want to hear from you. What do you do to help yourself on bad body image days? Let's keep the conversation going. And um, until the next podcast, enjoy your coffee, reheat it if you need to, 
Alice says hi if you heard that. And I'll catch you in the next one. P.S. P.S. I almost forgot. If you aren't following me yet on Instagram and on TikTok, my handle on both of those platforms is sarahkelly.co. I'm also on Threads now, which is basically like Instagram's version of Twitter, which I love that. Honestly, watching Elon Musk burn and like run Twitter into the ground has been so satisfying. Not on my 2023 bingo card, but like I love it. I really do. So I'm on threads as well. If you're on there, let's connect. I don't think I'll be using that very seriously. I think it's gonna be more so just like funny thoughts and memes and whatever, because honestly, like sometimes I just need a break, right? So anyway, Go follow me over on threads. My handle on all of those platforms is the same. So I'll see you over there and yeah, I'll catch you later.